You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Today we're talking about Catch Me If You Can, the musical. With me I have Riley Hi. and Romy. Hey! Grace Ombres, let's go. Catch Me If You Can is a musical drama with libretto by Terrence McNally and a theatrical score by Mark Scheiman and Scott Whitman. It follows the story of a con artist named Frank Abnale. A majority of the plot is borrowed from the 2002 Steven Spielberg film the same name, which in turn was based off of Abinale's 1980 autobiography. After a tryout musical performance in 2009 in Seattle, Catch Me If You Can opened in Broadway's Neil Simon Theater in April 2011. The uh, Broadway production starred Aaron Tveit as Frank, and a cast recording was released in 2011. Now I'm going to read the all-music review from James Christopher Munger. Based on Spielberg's 2002 film of the same name, the Broadway musical Catch Me If You Can follows the true-life adventures of teenage conman Frank Abnale Jr., boasting a book by Terrence McNally, music by Mark Scheinman, and lyrics by Scheinman and Scott Whitman of Hairspray fame. The original Broadway cast recording features 17 tracks from the Tony Award-winning musical, including Live and Living Color, Don't Break the Rules, Stuck Together, and Christmas is My Favorite Time of Year. Alright, what do we think of uh, Catch Me If You Can? Mm, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I liked it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't have a lot of time to listen to this, Riley, because you were too busy with uh, Mamma Mia. I didn't have a lot Luckily of time. Luckily, we're for... listening to it now. Yeah, yeah we, we were all listening to it. Yeah. Uh, Romy, you were saying you never heard of this musical before? I mean, I never heard of it before. Like, I used to... Uh, you remember songs, though, right? Uh, what? It was uh, songs that it was like a thing from like before Google Play Music. There were songs that, and like that song was on a playlist I used to listen to like one holiday season called uh, "Your Own Holiday Musical." Hmm. Uh, luckily, I migrated to Google Play Music and then to YouTube Music. Let's see hmm. what else is on that playlist. Uh, um, I was thinking about learning uh, one of the, one of the songs from Catch Me If You Can for like a solo in theater, hmm. but. Ultimately yeah. decided not to, like for an audition or something like yeah. that. I was thinking like doing like Fly Fly Away for my Mama Me audition, but I decided not to. Mm. I mean, that is a pretty good song to do an audition to, but it's no. That's really good. It's no, uh, that one song from Come From Away, God, what is it called? Mm. You know, the, the, the song, the solo song with the girl singer. Oh, yeah, Me in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Me in the Sky. 
Yeah, that is an audition song. Yeah, it's like, I have a shirt with uh, that phrase on it. Suddenly there's nothing between me and the sky. I got it at the show and they were selling it at the, when they had like three concerts of Come From Away in my area. Yeah, a good friend of mine, uh, they were actually singing uh, We Are The Sky during like uh, a break between periods, like an hour long break between school periods. And I could only watch in awe as they pulled it off. That's kind yeah. of kind of where I discovered the true genius of music that one day like months before the pandemic started yeah actually i think i heard of catch me if you can before then but when like somebody sang i i did a kiwanis one year and the girl that won sang uh fly away Anyway, um, I first heard of Catch Me If You Can, the musical, when uh, Jess made a offhand joke about it in her entry for my first Backyard Against YouTube poop collab. And my first reaction when I saw that joke was, they made a freaking musical out of Catch Me If You Can? <laughs> All I know about that movie is that Leonardo DiCaprio is running from Tom Hanks and he's yelling at Tom, Catch Me If You Can. It's truly the movie of all times. Yeah. Like... Why would they make a musical out of this? This just sounds like it's going to be the most dumb, stupid, unoriginal thing ever. It wasn't. I liked it. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at the Your Own Christmas Musical playlist now. Um, there's a couple of Nightmare Before Christmas songs. Uh, there's uh, some songs from The Muppet Christmas Carol. A uh, couple songs from Elf the Musical. Uh, Last Christmas by the Glee cast. And, uh, oh, not the Glee cast. Oh, yeah. No. And uh, uh, there's uh, We Need a Little Christmas by Angela Lansbury. God rest her soul. Some songs from A Christmas Story the Musical and uh, two different versions of Hard Candy Christmas. One being the Dolly Parton version and the other from like the 1978 cast of The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I have to say one reason I like this musical a lot is because uh, the first act it relies a lot heavy on these uh, swinging jazzy type songs. Like those are the songs that I'm interested in. And it kind of drops after Act 2, not gonna lie. Yeah, it's like front-loaded. Yeah. An example of a front-loaded cast recording. Wow, we found it. This is the Hotel California of cast recordings. No, because this is good. Ah. If anything, like, it's gotta be like the- It's gotta be like the Joshua Tree of cast recordings. Yeah, Aww. I was gonna say. Because they it's put good. all the good- they put all the best songs at the top of the album. I mean, the Joshua Tree has absolutely no bad tracks on it. They just put the best songs at the front. Mm. Like, uh, Live and Living Color. That's my that's my favorite uh, song off the bunch here. They start off strong. You know, it's Aaron's vocals, they remind me of, like, a young Elton John. Kind of like, uh, Take Me to the Pilot era. Your song. Mm-hmm. Never consider that. Yeah. I mean, Elton John is one of the most influential voices in, like, modern music, so uh, no doubt he's gonna want to sound like Elton. When when uh, Aaron's voice wants to go rockin', he sounds like Elton John, but he wants when he wants to go softer, in my opinion, he sounds like uh, Neil Young. Yeah, I'm just looking up the plot of the movie Catch Me If You Can. Uh, based on the memoir of uh, teenage con artist Frank Abagnale Jr., who is a teenager in the 60s New York, uh... His father goes bankrupt, his parents divorce, and then he becomes a con artist, passing himself off as an airline pilot and a doctor and a lawyer while he's still too young to drink. And, like, the real Frank uh, was, like, a consultant. Sounds like a fun musical idea, said a random guy in a writer's office. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
We like this musical, but let's just be honest with ourselves. Um, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel right here when it comes to making uh, movie musicals or like... like uh, musicals based on movies. Yeah, like, what's ha what's next? Tomorrow are they going to announce the Lost in Translation musical? No. <laughs> oh, God, we're not getting... Don't, don't give him ideas! Alright, fine. No, absolutely not. They should do I mean, a wait. They should do a Cats musical, but it's based off the 2019 movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would just be <laughs> no. They please, put... absolutely not. <laughs> and I mean, I, I would be down with Lost in Translation the musical if um if it had cool music. It was had like a like a, just like a more driving rock score. I, I could see it like rock mixed with like K-pop because I'm pretty sure it takes place in Korea. Uh, Japan. Japan. So J-pop. Rock and J-pop. I don't know what that would oh sound like. I don't think I oh want to know. Oh my god. I just came up with an idea. Uh, baby metal does some music for a Lost oh, in Translation no. musical. No. Oh. <laughs> anyway, there's a, I'm looking up musicals based on films. Apparently there's a, a Christmas story musical. Oh yeah, that, there's some songs from that musical in the your own Christmas musical playlist. Hmm. And There's there was a... a live version on TV some years ago where Maya Rudolph was the mom and uh, I don't remember who else was in it. There's a musical of Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah, that oh. was on Broadway. And there's even a, a musical of Metropolis. A silent film. Oh. Remember the Metropolis uh, re-release which had music by Freddie Mercury? Hmm. What? Yeah, that oh, actually happened. Oh, Frederick Mercury? Wait, like... Like a jukebox musical? I mean, um... It, it was... says here there's also a Groundhog Day musical and an Almost Famous musical. Oh, yeah, the Almost Famous musical, that's just now coming to Broadway. It's gonna be in the theater that uh, was showing Company. Oh, the... Uh, company. It's, the Almost Famous musical is being written by Tom Kitt. That's the guy who did Next to Normal. Oh. So, maybe I'll be interested in that? I mean, Next to Normal is like a godsend. Man, I can't believe I'm calling Next Normal a godsend when at the beginning of this podcast I was kind of hearkening on it. Best character development of all time. Let's go. Yeah. And let's not forget another big uh, musical happening right now. The Back to the Future musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's Bend It Shout Like Beckham Kate. the musical. Wait, there is? Whoa, I, I don't remember hearing about that. There's a high, there's a high fidelity musical? What? <laughs> And it's also written way. by Tom Kitt. Wow! I guess this is the like, type of shit that Tom Kitt's interested in. I see the maps from every book I've read The worlds that I have lived inside my head Fought a love like theirs could never die If it can fade away, then so can I If first you see me I just don't feel at home I have been getting so much like content on my my for you page of like ride the cyclone. Hmm. That's something you'll want to talk to Kay about. I think she knows a bit or two about ride the cyclone. Yeah, oh, I've been hearing about that musical. Um, 
I, I found something on my Tumblr. I don't know anything about Rites of Cyclone, but um, it's like a little neat. It's like one of those little pictures. I'm going to uh, describe it for you. It's one of the girls. It's this girl saying, hey, can I get seven large Cokes and a barbecue sauce? And then the uh, another one says, is Pepsi okay? And the first one says, I guess. I said sulking, my amber-hued orbs peering down because of gravity. And then the other one says, uh, okay, I had you seven large Cokes and a Pepsi. Hmm. So, um, earlier I mentioned, uh, Kay, um, sadly she is not part of this project anymore. She left, like, around the same time, uh, Kay Month 2 started, but, uh, I did tell her that we were doing Catch Me If You Can, uh, this weekend, and she was ecstatic because she told me she was actually in a production of it. <gasps> yeah, well, that's cool. Really? We ever- hmm. Who did she play? I have no idea, but she uh, told me to share with you guys this lovely picture of the prop guns that uh, they had. And yes, it's it's made out of wood. Wood. Woody. (laughs) She called them splinter. She called them splinter machines. Yeah. Terrifyingly busted wooden guns, she says. How? I also, when talking with her about Catch Me If You Can, I made the most horrible joke of all time. Is it? What? Three, two, one, catch me, I'm falling, if you can. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes, 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 yes. Catch me, I'm falling, if you can. Yep. It's a next to normal reference. We love making Tom Kit jokes. So, yeah, mm, epic Tom Kit reference. I said a few things about the song Jet Set. Um... Aaron Tavide is credited as the only singer here, which I don't think that's right, especially since the lead singer is a woman. Uh, I also made note of the line, in Texas, where they treat their woman right. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Ah, those dirty sexists. Mm-hmm. I have butter friends in Texas. Cre- I'm sorry. I feel sorry. Yeah, butter out of cream. That sounds like a granny creams, hot butter ice cream. Like a song from like Hypnospace Outlaw, which is a game that Vinny from Vinesauce played. I'm going down a Tomkit rabbit hole right now, guys. He did If and Then? Yeah, that was the the musical Adina Menzel was in around the time the Adele Dazeem incident happened. Yeah, my my parents saw If and Then like at the Kennedy Center like in 2014. Oh, and uh, around that time, like when the Adele Dazeem thing happened, they, they edited her playbill to say like she was in the musicals Nerd and Flopping for or something. He also did uh, Bring It On with Lin-Manuel Miranda. What? And he wrote Grease Live. What? Oh! <laughs> oh my god. Um, he worked as a, like an arranger, orchestra, or musical director for uh, American Idiot the Musical. Um, vo- he worked vocal arrangements for Pitch Perfect 2. Um, he worked on Head Over Heels, Jagged Little Pill, you. And Spongebob Squarepants. Oh, I was gonna say Spongebob. This this man's been around. Oh yeah, it's a, I, it was like a little thing. At this performance, Elizabeth will be played by Adele Dazeev. She made her Broadway debut as Moritz in the Pony and Pulitzer Prize winner Nert. And she also appeared on uh, Ephrema in Wickedly. And uh, My... starred in the Disney animated musical Fran Flugan. My favorite Lonathan Jarson musical, Nert. <laughs> uh, that sounds 
sounds like something Dr. Seuss would have written. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, the song Don't Break the Rules features a very weird exclamation of the Jews, and I think there's some sort of anti-Semitism in that lyric. I don't know. That reads to some sort of, like, energy. That sounds like something Mel Brooks would have joked about. Uh, man, I would- Mel Brooks is so cool. I wish there was a musical by him. There's two of them! What? Yeah, in, in addition to the producers, he had. In addition to the producers, he did a musical adaptation of Young Frankenstein. Mm, yeah, I, I know Young Frankenstein. They should really do a musical adaptation of. Um, what's that one? Uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, that would went, lend itself well to a musical. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember uh, the song like Madeline Kahn sang with like she was it's like the jaded seductress and yeah, <laughs> I was joking about Blazing Saddles. I don't think that there should be a musical of that. Blazing Paddles. <laughs> there should definitely be a musical of Blazing Paddles. What are you talking about? That's one of the. What's Blazing Paddles? It's a Backyardigans episode. Oh! I immediately thought of Blazing Paddles. <laughs> There should be a musical adaptation of Paws and Fury, The Legend of Hank. No, there needs to be a musical based on DC League of Super Pets. No! Where is it? Gonna... Um, <laughs> no, and then they call it from... Dwayne Johnson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> have you guys seen that one clip from um, Paws and Fury? And it's like, they like completely like recognize that like the, they like completely break the fourth wall. It's like, we have to do this. This movie is only an hour and 20 minutes long, not including credits. So we better go and do this or something like that. It is <laughs> so funny. Uh, the, I think somebody um... put it up on Twitter. The running time for Paws and Fury, The Legend of Hank, is 98 minutes, so it would be like an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, here we go, here we go. No, there should be a Broadway adaptation of Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. Oh my yes. god, and everybody goes to it in a suit. Yes. Here, wait, guys, guys, guys. You're not gonna show it, <laughs> are you? The Rise of... Huh? You're not gonna show it, are you? The clip of Paws of Fury? Oh, Minions, The Rise of Grusicle. There should be a musical of Sing. Mm. There should be a musical so of Super funny. Mario Brothers. That way you could be released in tangent with the movie. And, oh. and Chris Pratt just reprises his Super role. We need a musical that is an adapta a musical adaptation of the Super Mario Brothers movie. That's what I said. What about the, like, maybe a musical based on the one with Bob Hoskins and Bruno? <laughs> oh no. I love how none of us are just talking about the Catch Me If You Can right now. <laughs> yes. Instead, we're talking about Bruno. And we, we shouldn't be don't talk, talk about Bruno. We should not be talking about Bruno in this economy, guys. Yeah, I actually saw a costume of him at Spirit Halloween. I'm literally taking Econ right now, and I can guarantee you that we shouldn't be talking about Bruno in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, songs I didn't like off this musical. Um, Butter out of cream, uh, not my jam. And uh, the man inside the clues is where things started to get a little psychotherapeutically lugubrious. And uh, Family Tree, it's a fine song, but there's like back. One of the girls is like a backing vocals where it's like wah wah wah. It's it's just grating to me. Uh, would it be better if it was like the like the, in the SpongeBob episode with the sea cucumber and it was, and the anchovy was just like wah wah wah. I don't think I know that the sea cucumber episode. I'm your biggest fan at it. Oh yeah, yeah, Kevin. Con. You could have just and said Kevin. Touching everything. I'm your biggest yeah, Kevin fan. Yeah, Kevin's cucumber. Touch. 
And now, if, if I'm being honest, goodbye uh, is kind of like stereotypical like rock musical song like there's nothing that really strikes me about it i frankly like the the jazzy swing numbers more than i do the 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 rock numbers and i'm a rock guy mm. so that's weird i guess this means i like jazz now yeah, i mean you're... i mean i i like jazz beforehand very I... and i approve this message <laughs> you I'm... have you must acquire a taste for free form jazz yeah. yeah oh you're a real jazz head Oh, you you really like jazz? Yeah, name me a Steely Dan album. What was the one we did on the podcast? Um, can't buy can't... a thrill. Yeah, can't buy a thrill. Yeah. I was actually thinking about Steely Dan earlier today because, like, I was just thinking about uh, Donald Fagan's solo album with the Nightfly, which um, featured "Walk Between the Raindrops," which I just adore. I've heard of the Nightfly. Yeah, it also has the song. Um, let's see, what's it called? Um, I G Y. Which stands for International Geophysical Year, an event that ran from July 1957 to December 1958. Uh, the IGY was an international scientific project promoting collaboration among the world's scientists. Fagan's lyrics discussed the widespread optimistic version of the future at the time, including futuristic concepts such as solar powered cities, a transatlantic tunnel, permanent space stations, and spandex jackets. And we got none of that. Instead, we have, um, instead we have Weed Eater and randomly generated humor. Donald Fagan is rolling in his grave right now. If he had one, he's still alive. Uh, I would, I mean, he could bite at any moment because we, we I'm not gonna, the... I'm not going to jinx anything, okay? Okay. This will probably be the closest we ever get to talking about Donald Fagan's The Nightfly on this podcast. Let's savor this moment. Yeah, I have no clue what that means. (laughs) I don't know what it means either. When I was a child, my eyes were clear. I saw the good side, but that's the kind of second sight that doesn't last too long. When I was lost, I heard a voice that brought me healing. That's the kind of special hope he brought me with his song. People only saw the doctor lawyer. Christmas is my favorite time of year. I thought that was a little slow, a little boring. But what saves the song for me is the lyric, I wait for Santa with a gun. <laughs> some chaotic energy nowadays you're gonna wait for um mariah to defrost and michael buble to come out of hibernation (laughs) it will happen two days from now at the stroke of midnight on halloween Mm -hmm. um let's see is there anything else to talk about here um frank's uh mom's accent i don't like it it's too french and this isn't me just just before you take this out of context this isn't me going against french people I think French people are very fine. I mean, like, I think my favorite French person is Debussy. I mean, I love Debussy. I can't get enough of Debussy. Ah, uh, Claire de Lune. <laughs> but, like, but like that, that, that French accent is too strong for me. I think it's too strong for her, too. I think she's faking it. Yeah. But anyway, um, Debussy is the best. Do yourself a favor and listen to Debussy. 
Just listen to Debussy's uh, symphonic flows in and out and in and out. Um, start with Claire de Lune and go down a rabbit hole. And remember, uh, always finish on the Bach. Never finish on Debussy. Please boo. Boo! Boo! Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I needed to be humbled. <laughs> Next song. Let's see. I like Doctor's Orders. I like Seven Wonders. For Seven Wonders, I said, this makes me calm and smile for some reason. I would have given it a 7 out of 10, but I decided to give it an 8 out of 10 for the extra 8th wonder of the world. And yeah. I have no idea what song we're on, to be honest, guys. I think Doctor's Orders. We are it's... on Doctor's Orders. This says don't break the rules. Oh, okay, now it it refreshed. We're on Doctor's Orders. Uh. Um, Stuck Together is a pretty weak closer, if you asked me, but I do think it's better than uh, Goodbye. For what all I said for that one is goodbye. Oh. Speaking of goodbye, I think we should wrap this episode up. Uh, uh, Romy, you go first. Out of ten, what would you give this album? Uh, about an eight. All right, and uh, Riley? Probably like an eight, too. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I can't I can't go with an eight. I I think I have to underrate it just a bit. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half because like it's front loaded and uh, there are certain songs in each act that I don't like. But I do like this musical. I will be going back to select tracks like Live and Living Color and uh, Wearing Someone Else's Skin and Jet Set and uh, the one we were just listening to, uh, Doctor's Orders. And uh, this this does make me want to check out uh, the actual Catch Me If You Can movie. It's similar as to how Carrie the musical makes me want to check out the actual Carrie movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, originally, our next musical was going to be Spring Awakening, but I just don't see yeah. how that would make sense in the dead of autumn. Yeah. So, oh, I get it. <laughs> so instead, we're going to do the one you were just in, Riley. Yeah. That's right. But we need we need a a concept album in between uh, this musical and that musical. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just going to Mia. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, okay, I just I I, I I talked about what Romy said earlier, and uh, I I thought maybe I could bend some rules a bit, maybe make an album that's not a concept album, a concert album, similar how we used the circumstance to make Breakfast in America a concept album. So, um, using that logic, you could say that this album I've chosen to be, be the in-between for Catch Me If You Can and Mamma Mia, the concept for that album would be that this band in particular is arriving. That's the concept, that they're arriving. And the next album we'll be looking at is ABBA Arrival. All right, thank you. I need a checkup to make everything all right. So I made this appointment and I cleared your afternoon.